Recorded live. Well, hello, everyone. This is Larry Phillips, and um, we're going to go ahead and do some announcements in Mark and read some scripture, and we're going to sing, and then we should be ready to start the program. Uh, announcements are that we will be having a talk show here on Saturday evening, um, and then we will also be having a talk show on Sunday evening. And then we'll be having a talk to you on Monday, next Monday evening. Now, next Monday evening, we have the topic. Um, Brother Mark Kennedy has come up with a great topic, and that is, what are, what do we have to look forward to in heaven? What are the benefits of heaven? I think that will be an excellent program. Um, so anyway, that's what we're going to be doing. We'll be starting uh, up here in about 10 minutes. But Mark, uh, Mark's got some scriptures he wants to read before we start the program, and then we're going to sing a couple songs. Go ahead, Mark. The book of Isaiah 4, 1, 6. Hear the word of the Lord, and children of Israel, for the Lord hath conquered. Would the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, no mercy, no knowledge of God, no land. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out. Therefore, shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall lengthen with the beast of the field, with the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive. Nor prove another for thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shalt thou fall on the day, and the prophet also shall fall on thee in the night. Thou will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to thee. Thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. Thou also forget thy children. Isaiah 4 1 through 6. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Well, that's certainly a timely passage of Scripture for today. People have certainly forgotten God's Word. The first song we're going to sing is 412 out of the old school hymnal. Mark has selected this song. It's called Rest for the Weary. And we certainly need rest in this day that we're living in. Mark, you want to start that? Yes. In Christ's only glory, there remains a land of rest. There my Savior's gone before me to fulfill my soul's request. There is rest for the weary. There is rest for the weary. There is rest for the weary. There is rest for you. Pain and sickness there shall enter. Drink no love, my lot shall share. But in that celestial center, I'm a crown of life to wear. Sing, O sing, ye heirs of glory, shout your triumph as you go. 
Science gates will open for you. You shall find an entrance there. On the other side of Jordan, in the sweet fields of Eden, where the tree of life is blooming, there is rest for you. Okay, the next one. Rosette would like to sing is out of the Psalter. And it's page 36, Psalm 34a. Mark, you want to start that for us? At all times. At all times I will bless the Lord, and praise my mouth in glory. My soul shall in the Lord most of me shall hear with joy. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name. In all my fears I sought the Lord, from him deliverance came. They look to him and reign for a shame they shall not be. His poor men cry, Jehovah, of trouble set him free. The angel of the Lord encamps around and compass All those about that do him fear and then deliver us. Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good to trust in him our glass. Fear God, his saints, none that in fear shall be with one oppressed. The lions shall make hungry be, and they may lie their food. But they that truly seek the Lord shall not like any good. Okay, the last one we're going to stand before we go over to the broadcast is taken out of the old school hymnal. And uh, this is called Anywhere is Home. We've been in a lot of places. And uh, 450, in the old school hymnal. And I like to sing this because, you know, the church is home, is our home here on over here. Scripture tells us where two or three are gathered together, that he will be in the midst of us. We don't have to be in a denomination. We don't have to be an organized religion. We can be right here at home in this little house church. Earthly wealth and fame may never come to me at the palace fair. Here mine may never be, but let come what may, if Christ for me doth care. Anywhere is home, if he is only there. Anywhere is home, let come and go what may. Anywhere I roam, he keeps me all the way. So for his dear sake, my cross I'll meekly bear. Anywhere is home, if Christ the Lord is there. Oft I'm tossed about, 
and driven by the foe, sad with without, wherever I may go. Thy presence alone, still looking up in prayer. For it's all I want to know, if Christ is only there. I will labor on, till I am called away. Till the morn shall dawn of that eternal day. Looking unto me, who keeps me in his care. Anywhere is home, if Christ my Lord is there. Anywhere is home, let come and go what may. Anywhere I roam, he keeps me all away. So for his dear sake, my cross I'll meekly bear. Anywhere is home, if Christ my Lord is there. Well, I want to welcome guests too. I want to welcome California. Uh, I don't know if this is Christopher or Kevin. It's Kevin. Hi, Larry. Well, glad to have you with us, and I know Mark's going to be with us shortly, and I'm looking forward to uh, having this study. I I have uh, read through that many times, but, you know, we can always get a different perspective, yes. uh, mm-hmm. read, the, read the Bible, so I'm really looking forward to that. I also want to welcome uh, Canada, uh, Toronto, Wes, and John's with us, and uh, I want to welcome him aboard. Uh, I went ahead and started because we wanted to sing a couple free songs and Mark read some scripture and so we kind of started out so we wouldn't interrupt once we uh, we are recording now and so <clears throat> I think that's what we're going to do we're going to try to start uh, Rosette Mark and I'll start a little early and sing a couple songs and that as people kind of come in and join us they'll they'll come into the into the uh, body with some good you know with some edifying music so uh, how is your how is your week, Kevin? Uh, very good. It's starting to get colder here for a couple of days, and then it's going to get very very hot next week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we got up we got up in the nineties today, about ninety three mm. here. So wow. Yeah, yeah. It's got, and you know our humidity is pretty high up here. So I know. I boy, I felt that in the evening <laughs> a couple of days. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I I read through the scripture, and I really, like I said, it's really interesting to see how God worked through the prophet Elisha, and how yeah. that uh, he, you know, there's a scripture in the New Testament. I think it's in Matthew that talks about that he, uh, that Christ, the chief cornerstone, is built upon the foundation of the of the prophets and the apostles and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. I'm paraphrasing for it. Yes, yes. But the, the, the prophets were very, very important in, mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the Old Testament because they were proclaiming, you know, the word of the Lord, you know? Yes. And anyway, that's uh, really Wait. interesting. Well, you remember Jesus mentioned Naaman and that woman in Sarepta uh Naaman having faith and and not not in faith found in Israel so yeah. he says yeah. only Naaman, yeah. Naaman was healed yeah 
you know, I find it really interesting. You know, I, I, I'm i sure that this will come up as we get further on into this discussion, but Naaman really was uh, not wanting to come under the authority of God well, there for a while. He was, he was very right. haughty, like all of yeah. us. You know, we all yeah. are proud of yeah. and we don't yeah. want to recognize our own inadequacies, and we think that... <laughs> And he was very, he was very, he was very taken with himself. Here a guy is, he struck, he struck with leprosy, and he wants <laughs> to set, he wants to set the conditions for his healing. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, it, it, God's the one that sets all the conditions. You know? Sure, sure. And, that's you know, right. That's really interesting. Hi, Larry. Uh, uh, oh, I just got a uh, a note from Canada. Uh, and John, it's really a joy having you with us. Now I think uh, let's see who's joining us here. Okay, California number two. Is this Christopher or Mark? Hi there, it's Mark. God bless you, brother. God bless you, Mark. And uh, you, you're always very edifying. I, I wanna, I wanna learn from you because it seems like whenever I hear from you, you always, you always, even though I don't see you, you always appear to have. The joy of the Lord and a smile on your face. Well, thank you, brother. God bless you, <laughs> and I, I I feel the same way about you. Although well, I, I, you probably know the word better than I do. Well, I'll tell you what. The spirit of the matter is 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 very important, and I I want to thank you for being a part of this. And we're gonna. Uh, yeah. It's it's about five fifty seven. I'm gonna wait till six to until we actually formally. Start start the uh, the study with Kevin, and Kevin and I've been talking. Kevin and I have talked highlighting the areas. Yeah, I appreciate the compliment, but I'm just a peon. You're you're the great. You're our great leader. Oh yeah, right, right. Don't do that to me, brother. Don't 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 say anything that might puff me up because I'll have to pay for it later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, there's, that's one of the great things about this format is that there's no, it's not top down. You know, and everybody's yeah, equal in Christ, and, and, and yeah, I love yeah. that format. Rosette was commenting the other, Rosette was commenting the other night after talk to you how much she appreciated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody's uh, contribution because she said, you know, we can get different perspectives by having different. People speak, you know. Yes, yes, yes. That's very valuable. It's very valuable. That's what I like about this call is that we're all talking together, fellowshipping together in the name of the Lord. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and you know we don't have to. It's it's kind of it's kind of a wonderful thing that we can do this electronically like this because. I, I yeah. don't have the I don't have the patience that Kevin has to be shook down uh, to go through that. Man, you wouldn't believe Mark the, the the stuff that they put Kevin through just to get on the plane. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, you yeah. didn't know, but I was watching the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks I, for your I was prayers. Watch, I was watching until you finally got out of that little room, you know, and right. I thought, oh, yeah. that poor guy. Right. Well, thank but, you because you, know, you were. Praying too. You were, thank you yeah, for I was. Prayer. I was wanting. To, I was going to be there until I knew everything was yeah, focused right. You know. 
But uh, well, they, you know, they, they really they really didn't want to let me go because of my expired California ID. Oh, but, I know. I, I and I, and the way yeah, you had the good Lord was the good, good Lord was on you because I watched mm-hmm. how your response. You did not get defensive. You didn't argue with them. You were very matter of factly, yeah, and I think yeah, because yeah. of your response <laughs> well, was obviously yeah. Yeah, I yeah, really believe that's, that was it. Yeah, so, that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Well, listen, it's 6 o'clock, and mm-hmm. I just want to uh, just formally introduce our subject. Uh, Brother Kevin brought this to our attention, and it's taken out, and I sent out uh, to everyone Second Kings chapter 5, and I'm going to have Kevin start and just kind of give an overview of, of why he picked the subject of what he sees the relevance is in the gospel, and I know he knows exactly why he chose this. And then um, we can all go around and talk about it as more people join us as well. So, Kevin, I'm just going to turn it over to you. Okay. Well, this passage uh, in Second Kings chapter 5 has been really dear to me over the years. I, I, I've read it. I've spoken about it. It's, I've seen so many things in it that show me the gospel. And, and so I thought tonight, we, after reading it, we could discuss together what we see in it that, that speaks of the gospel. And I'll start uh, in one way to, to let everyone know the, the, the flavor of what we're looking for in this discussion. Okay. Um, Naaman was very successful in life. He was a great man in the eyes of the king of Syria and a great soldier. He had it all, but something was missing, his health. He was right. a leper. He was a yeah. leper. And leprosy is a picture of sin, being terminal and having no cure. Reminds yeah. me of Isaiah 1, 5, and 6, where it says the sickness of Israel was from the sole of their foot to the top of their head, and no soundness in the nation was found but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. And they have not been closed, neither bound up nor mollified with ointment. So that that's what I saw in the very first uh, verse of, of the story, and and then I, I saw other things as I re- went through the story. But I'm sure each of you were impressed with something in that story that you want, you want to comment on that would would uh, speak to this uh, gospel scene in this story. Yeah, yeah, that's really a good. Good start. I um, I was thinking as you were talking about that. Now, did you want to actually read through verse by verse? Do you want to actually read it, or how do you want to do that? No, I just um, – everybody can speak to what they see in the story, that they would see a scripture suggesting the gospel and how the gospel could be seen in, in that story. Um we each have different impressions, uh, different uh, things in the story pop out at us, and uh, so each of us can contribute in that way. I, I yeah, have written I think, down. I think one of the one of the things that's the most outstanding to me, and I mentioned it briefly before we started this conversation, and that is mm-hmm. um, is in in verse eleven after after Elisha had sent a messenger and telling him to go wash in Jordan seven times. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting Naaman's response. Uh, Naaman yeah. was wrought, you know. Right. He went away right. and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And I was thinking I was thinking about how that is synonymous with uh the way the Armenians present the gospel. In mm-hmm. other words, we have we have the power over you know, we can we can decide whenever we want to whether we accept or reject Christ. Yeah. We have the power over our sins. Mm-hmm. All we have to do, all we have to do is let Jesus in our hearts. This sounds to me like at that time Naaman was an Armenian, okay? He was he was very proud, yeah. he was very haughty. He right. was, you know, he didn't recognize his sinnership. He uh, didn't recognize right. his total depravity. And so uh, that's yeah. kind of what that's kind of what stands out to me in the ministry. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I, I concur yeah. with that, Mary. He he wanted he wanted to be healed by God, but he wanted it to be done the way he wanted it to be done. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. That's very good, Mark. Yeah, that's good. Well, I, my, I, my yeah, sister, my sister Lynn, in institutionalized religion, she's a lot like that. She comes to me. And she wants me to pray for her situation for thus and so specific thing that mm-hmm. is going on. And well, I tried good. to tell and I tried to tell her Lynn one and I tried to tell her, Lynn, I love you and I appreciate that you present these prayer prayer requests to me, but God knows what we need before we ask him and he's gonna pre- and if we're in him, he's gonna send what we need right when we need it, not beforehand. Mm-hmm. We'll think we did that's it. Right. Right. We need it, so we'll depend on him. Yeah. That's yeah. right, Mark. That's exactly right. You know, I think that there's so many people out there that have been so indoctrinated in this name and claimant philosophy, mm-hmm. and yeah. they, they forget they forget about how that Christ Himself taught us to pray. You know, right. everything everything was according to the will of the Father, and you know, we we want our wills out in the front. We want it's more based on what our wants are and our not necessarily our needs, our wants. You know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the prayers in the church uh, are uh, that the Lord will will do this or that, and 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 that and that's our request that He'll do this or that. I don't ever see see so much. Uh, Thy will be done. And just right. resting, waiting to see what God will do in the situation, you know, right. because the outcome has already been determined. You see, so it, 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 to be anxious or worrying over whether our prayers are sufficient, or we join the prayer chain and we've got enough people praying to get God's attention. I mean, this kind of thinking is wrong, and of course, yeah, the, the church is steeped in that kind of thought. Yeah, my, yeah, it's my, almost like we're going to gang up on God and make Him do what we want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. You know, I I like what you say, Kevin. I I like it. I've heard you say this many times. It's going to be interesting to see what God's going to do in this matter. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah. that. That that's a, that's yeah. the right perspective. That's the right yeah. perspective. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, has a bit of that mindset because she told me she told me before she had this move mm-hmm. to a new house she told me she was praying the scriptures over her situation or something and that yeah. to me is that to me 
smacks of egotism, mm-hmm. trying to impress God with your need and trying to say, God, you know, you're my genie in the bottle. Fetch! Yeah, the way yeah. a month or so ago I listened to this sermon by Dr. Morey talking about exactly how these name it and claim it gospel people regard God as mm-hmm. their genie in the bottle, you know, rub the bottle and out comes God. Go give me that first thing. Yeah, that that Robert Morey, uh, uh, Larry, is the faith defenders. Have you heard, have you oh, heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've heard his name. Sermon on he's, yeah. He, he's, yeah. He's he's solidly reformed. He studied with Dr. Francis Schaefer back in the day. Yeah. What can you tell us about Schaefer, Larry? Do you know anything? Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not real excited about what I have to tell you, but he was very he was very much involved in. Um, he went over to uh, the other side of the pond, and he had a lot of college students come into his assembly, and they got involved in a lot of. Uh, things that I would not have endorsed, and he 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 was he had leanings towards uh, Arminianism. You know, he okay. Okay. he was he was very much into the well-meant offer of the gospel. Uh-huh. He also he also uh, was good friends with Dr. D. James Kennedy, and Dr. D. James Kennedy, as you know, he was uh, very active in evangelism explosion. The problem with his evangelism explosion, and he had he had Francis Schaefer come and speak at mm-hmm. the speak at his church at Coleridge, uh, Fort Lauderdale, several times. And I watched Francis Schaefer, and I watched him speak, and and he was he was it seemed as though he was promoting a world view rather than the simple gospel. Uh, yeah. Okay. And that that's kind of what concerned me. He was a philosopher. Mm-hmm. Um, he was looking at things from a, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever read Rush Dooney, but uh, he followed people like Rush Dooney. And the problem with Rush Dooney is Rush Dooney ended up at the same camp as the Dominion uh, theologians. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna heal the nations and say. And God's going to set up His earthly kingdom right here on Earth, and so right. He yeah. followed in some of those same veins, and, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's kind of my response. You know, back to your scripture, I was thinking in verse uh, uh, twelve here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is where Naaman is saying, "You know, why do I have to go down and worship? Why do I have to go down and, and worship the pool of Siloam? I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. better places I could go. Look at." Uh, look at Abana and Barpur, the rivers of Damascus, you know. Why should I go down in this dirt, you know? Why should I gruel in this? And I've had people tell me, you know, I would I would worship in a house. I would worship in a, in a I, you know, with all these nice, big, air-conditioned churches with uh, with cafes and gymnasiums in them and, and all oh, yeah. the other benefits. Why should I come and worship with you in your little trailer? You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, sure. Yeah, and I we, well, you, about, well, you know, we have those here in Long Beach that minimize our ministry. Yeah. There's one guy, one guy in particular, and he says, 
how many years have you only had two people in Carl's Jr. on Sunday morning? Right. Yeah. Right. Just the yeah, three of them. They, yeah. You know, we've had people say, where's the fruit? You know, how's God blessing your ministry? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, we you know, it's interesting because sure. look at the response uh, that uh, this messenger goes, that's from a lot. look what he says to Naaman. He says, my father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saved thee, worship the queen? Yeah, yeah. reasoning with him saying, hey, you know, if you were you were going to do something out here for a pomp and show, you'd do it mm-hmm. in a heartbeat because this is going to humble you. You have to go yeah. down in the fiery dirt of silo and worship, is, you know. Right, and so, right. you know, he made his point. I think he made his point. And I think a lot of us sure. have have been so ingrained in the Christian Christianity and Christian leaders, you know, the top mm-hmm. Christian leaders. I had a, I attended a uh, uh, event one time, and there was a fellow that I'd gone to school with, and mm-hmm. anyway, he was very involved in in, in um, some high Christian organizations, and one of them, he was affiliated with the Focus on the Family and a few other people. Mm-hmm. And when he found out that I was there, and I was, you know, he knew I was just you know, pretty much a, a small time. He wouldn't even speak to me. He didn't want to be seen with mm-hmm, me, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting because I thought, you know, here he was. Uh, yeah. He was he was seeking the approval of men, is what it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, they glad hand each other, but they don't recognize yeah. the spirit. Yeah. They don't recognize the spirit. This and that, never, happened, with, that never, happened with us. I, I, I tell that story about... Uh, Arthur, or not Arthur Godfrey, <laughs> the, the, the God, the Godfrey of uh, Westminster. What, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 his name. yeah. But anyway, I had a chance to ride in a car with him for several miles, probably thirty-five miles, and with my friend, uh, who is of the same belief that I'm at, and and that man is lofty and high up in the circles that he moves in. Oh yeah, he would, yeah. He would not talk with us at all. He had nothing to say to us at all, yeah. And I'm sure he was afraid that if he said anything that wasn't right, we would be judging it, you know, because we would. Right, right. You know, and so, yeah, we didn't see the spirit in him at all, but yet he's on the radio on uh, uh, Renewing Your Mind on the morning. Uh, What is his name, Mark Godfrey? I Uh, I forget his first name. I forget Uh, his first name. Yeah. Any, any, anyway, yeah. By the way, I, I want to I want to welcome uh, California number three. Is that you, Christopher, or is that? Uh... Hello, brother. Hi, Chris. Hi. How you doing? Glad to glad to have you, Chris. We're discussing tonight Second uh, Kings chapter five about Naaman and his leprosy, mm. and uh, we'll we'll want to get your take on this here in a minute. You know, you were talking. Uh, uh, Kevin, about how people treat you. I, when my case was going on with the state of Missouri, I had come to, I start coming, I had start coming to the realization of the reality of the sovereignty of God and salvation. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had, I was, a, I, my my sister lives in Wichita, mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. James Dobson, a focus on the family, was having having a seminar up there. And I was invited to go and attend that, 
Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the uh, in this huge auditorium, and of course, uh, you know, people knew that I was there because of the case and so on. You know, Dobson would not even speak or shake hands with me. Yeah, and that's something. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I had the same. I had the same situation with uh, what, mm-hmm. what was the guy that used to be on the Liberties and Ethics Commission of the Southern Baptist. Uh, uh, Richard Land, <clears throat> Richard oh, wow. Land, came, Richard Land came to Kansas City, mm. and I had I had written my first book uh, on the case, and I was going to give him a copy uh, mm. because he was also talking about the same time my case was going on. The case was going on with Roy Moore, and you you probably remember that Judge Roy Moore. Yeah, and yes. <clears throat> anyway. He was talking about that, and so afterwards, I went up to introduce myself to him and give him a copy of my book. You know, he didn't even want to give me the time of day. You know, yeah, interesting. And I saw I saw someone else whisper in his ear when I came into the into mm. the uh, congregation. And you, uh, okay. I know people say, "Oh, Larry's paranoid." No, I mm. have experienced I have experienced this several times when people realize you're subscribing to the sovereignty of God. And mm-hmm. they are holding the other view. They don't want to have anything to do with it. Yes, it's yes. called religious elitism. Yeah. Hello, yeah. yeah, yeah, that Kevin uh, referred to earlier. His name is Ed, and he's a young man. And I met him a year or so ago in a coffee house that I go to. And he has the idea that the that the tens of thousands that are in these mega churches, well. The tens of thousands are in the mega churches because they must be doing something right, and wow. that's the same yeah. mentality as yeah. these people who think mm-hmm. that because a specific thing is mentioned in more scriptures in many different places rather than less is because it's more true than things that are mentioned in scriptures less amount of time. And that's yeah. the wrong way to look at scripture. It all fits together like puzzle, like pieces of a puzzle. Every part connected to every other part of scripture. And we have to the whole thing, we cannot pull one part of Scripture out and set it against the rest of the Scriptures. Yeah, that's a good point, Mark. Very good point. You know, I was thinking at the toward the end of this, and I don't want to jump ahead, but I was thinking about <clears throat> this servant uh, of Elisha, Gehazi. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to he wanted to reap the benefits uh, mm-hmm. because he knew that. Elisha was not on the take. He wasn't yes, going to take yes. anything. That's right. And that kind of reminds me, you know, the gospel is not for sale. It cannot be purchased. That's what happened with, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's what happened with the people that, what was their names, uh, that sold this, that said they sold their land for uh, the wrong amount of money. Oh, An- Ananias right. and Sapphira, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Ananias and Sapphira. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we have the same situation. That we mm-hmm. have this servant, he's going to go behind the back of Elisha, and he's going to mm-hmm. he's going to receive he's going to take all this these earthly yes. goods and everything. Yes. And it's like he's taking a payment for what mm-hmm. Elisha did, and this mm-hmm. this just just really stunk in the nostrils of Elisha. You know yes. that, that he would actually do this. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, Chris, have you read through this passage uh, about Naaman's uh, healing of leprosy and why he had to go in the, uh, you know, <laughs> down in this dirty water of Jordan and and uh, and his response to it? Kind of give us your overview on this, Christopher. Uh, pride. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but ultimately, he was uh, he he was uh, he he went ahead and capitulated, and God healed him of his leprosy. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, but you're, he you're, was... you nailed it. You nailed it, Christopher. I mean, he said, "Why should mm-hmm. I have to? You know, do you know who I am? I I've had people yeah, tell he... me that before. I've had people say, "Do you know who I am?" And I go, no. Is we're it nobodies. We're nothing. We're 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 we're, mm-hmm. we're 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 blessed because God gave us evidence of our salvation. That's yeah. so we get to live in heaven with the Lord forever. That's all. But on this earth, let it come and go. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Don't want yeah. the notoriety. Don't want the fanfare. Yeah, but, that's right. but people do. Was he a captain? He was a captain of the Syrian army, was he not? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. An observation. So let's look a little bit at the second verse about the little maid. There you, you go. I was, I was gonna... Yeah. So I wrote something on that. A little maid who waited on Naaman's wife was of short stature, having no prominence, only a servant girl. She spoke the gospel. In effect, go to, yeah. to the go to the prophet in Israel and receive your healing. Jesus that, said, "Salvation is of the Jews." Go ahead, Mark. Isn't that say? interesting? How God used the one who is of least account in the eyes of humanity. I was yes, just yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. That's that is so neat. How God used this little person that nobody would think is worth anything. Oh, this, you're just a little maid. You, you, what do you know? Yeah, you know? That's real, and real good. Yeah. The whole thing. So that's I amazing. Said, yeah, I said, as believers, we may be weak in the flesh like the little maid, but we speak right. a powerful word, the gospel. The yeah. king of Syria hears, hears about it and sends Naaman with a letter of introduction and a large amount of money and 10 changes of clothes to the king of Israel. That's that's the power, what she said, because she was the hand of the Lord to say it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I think God has a a liking for short-statured people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Zacchaeus climbed up in the sycamore tree for his Savior, for the tree, you know. Right. He used Zacchaeus in a mighty way as well, you know? Yes, yes. Now, I've heard that the sycamore tree has very sticky leaves. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a real, if you look up that idea of the sycamore tree. but And Zacchaeus was dressed very nicely, I'm sure, because he was a chief of tax collectors. Right, right. I'm sure he had a wonderful suit of clothes on. But he didn't care about his clothes. He got up in that tree, and he didn't care how messed up his clothes got. He had to see Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. And this is beautiful. You know, when when Christ comes into our life, it, everything else is fading away. I mean, it's not important at all. Remember like, that. Remember, like, remember that. Uh, remember that song we used to sing as little kids. 
Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for a Savior for to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house for tea. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm, go- I'm going to your house for tea. Well, he, yeah. well he, said to, he said to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to your house. Yeah. That was, yeah. That, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was very interesting in, in the verse 2 and 3. This, yeah. little person, this little person in the eyes of the world God used to start a whole course of it. Right, right. No, well, you know, I, it seems like he always uses the down and out. I mean, just look at the mm-hmm. when, when yeah. he, his his birth was announced to lowly shepherds in the field. You know, Amen. Amen. That's right. So I'll I'll go on with something else then. When the king of Israel read what was requested, he flew into a rage. He rent his clothes and asked, "Am I God that I should perform this miracle?" The king yep. of the king of Syria is trying to make trouble with me. Reminds me of Jacob's sons going to Pharaoh for bread. And the king yeah. says, in effect, don't come to me, go to Joseph. He's, he's yeah. in charge of the bread. So Jesus is the true bread, which gives life. God says to the world, don't come to me, go to my son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. was the picture there. That he, he thought he could get the healing from the king directly. But no, he had to go to the prophet. He had to go to the man of God. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. So well, Chris, anything else, Chris? Chris, Chris, what Chris, do you got? Chris, I'd be interested in knowing, um, you know, <clears throat> with this situation with Elisha, mm. and you know, it's amazing how. Remember, whenever Elijah was getting ready to be caught up. Elisha asked that a double portion would befall. And, and Elijah said to Elisha, I don't know if it's possible or not, but, you know, and he set forth a course of events that would happen. And yeah, so, yeah. so we we know that Elisha got a double blessing uh, yeah. when Elijah was transported or, or went up in the chariot or whatever. Right. And so there must have been a great amount of understanding with these people that Elisha was a man of God and had oh, had was in touch with God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Elijah Elijah said that if you're with me when I go, then you can have the double portion. Yeah. Yeah. And and he well, was if you see me go up that way, you get the, the double portion. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. You so know, prophet, you think Okay. The prophet Elisha hears that the king is beside himself over this issue with Naaman. The king can't heal him for all the money in the world. So Elisha right. goes Elisha goes to the king and says, Don't worry, send Naaman to me. He will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So the king mm-hmm. sends Naaman to Elisha's house. And notice something here. Elisha himself doesn't come out to greet Naaman. Instead, he sends his servant, Gehazi, to speak to the Syrian. This is how the gospel goes forth. Christ is in heaven, but he sends his ambassadors into the world, proclaiming how God heals his people of their terminal sin condition. 
that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to share that as we go along. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's us. Yeah, you know, and, that, and we know that in the Isaiah, I think the 40th chapter, it starts by saying, who hath believed our report, and who hath yeah. the arm of the Lord been revealed? And so yes, we know yes. that, that this this report by God's messenger is only going to be received and believed by those mm-hmm. who have been given grace to receive it, right? Amen, yeah, and ears to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's that's to hear is to, to is is to perceive. And eyes yeah. is to perceive. Yeah. It's not to visually see yeah. it. We can yeah. even the unsaved can see and hear, but they but if they, yeah. unless they don't perceive biblically mm-hmm. that or then they're not they're without. Yeah. 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 So you think there's also was a do a dual reason that Naaman received his healing. It wasn't just for Naaman's healing, but it was also to to convey to everyone that there was a prophet in Israel, right? <laughs> Amen, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Naaman then recognizes that the, the God in, is the true God in Israel and that he could take yeah. that back home, back home with him, yeah. I, I like the part where... Uh, Naaman asks the prophet that God would forgive him for bowing uh, with his master in the house of Rimnon, a pagan deity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was his job to do that. And and the prophet said, go in peace. In other words, I believe that he's saying, go ahead and continue doing that. But God God knows your heart. You're only serving your master. You're not serving that pagan God anymore. And uh, I see that Naaman is a picture of a saved man. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you, you don't think Naaman at that point continued to kneel to Rimnon, do you? I do, because that was his job, his employment to the to his master was to... Oh, I don't... I, I, yeah. I wouldn't think so. I don't maybe, think... So. Maybe not, maybe not. Maybe, maybe he didn't. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, let's see, another thing is uh, Gehazi tells Naaman that he must wash himself in the Jordan River seven times. This is Naaman, This in Naaman's mind is humiliating. He was mm-hmm. prepared to buy his healing, but they didn't want his money. At least the prophet might have dignified him by greeting him himself and stretching forth his hand and healing him on the spot. But no, he has to go to this dirty Jordan River and dip himself in such filth, not once, but seven times. Unthinkable. He argues in his mind, aren't the rivers Arbana and Parfar and Damascus cleaner? Why can't I bathe there? This is a picture of all the countermeasures man will come up with to argue salvation other than simply the blood of Christ that he finds repulsive. Naaman Naaman will have no part of such a ridiculous idea, so he turns in a rage to go home with his leprosy, mind you. That's very well stated. Yeah, I just I prayed about this. I wrote it out, and I, Lord willing, I'll share it. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you added that last little clause with his leprosy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right, (laughs) right. Determined. Yeah, yeah. 
to be wrong. That's right. That's right. You know, I I was thinking about um, again my past. I was in a conversation with um, a, a pastor who said, "You cannot, you I cannot be responsible for Adam's sin." What he told me, I cannot be responsible for Adam's sin. The only thing I'm responsible for is my sin, my actual sin, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, I said, well, I said, Scripture tells us that we all died in Adam. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's yes. true. It's true that we commit actual sins, but I said, sure. you know, uh, Kevin, Scripture bears out that uh, anyone who becomes alive becomes alive in Christ, but they have they have died in Adam. And he goes, yeah. nobody going to ever make me responsible for Adam's sin, <laughs> okay? <laughs> name here, you know? Yeah. Well, God already has. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Already. yeah. Well, for, for Adam's thing, yeah. Sure. As in Adam, all die. Yeah, yeah, right. right. And in Christ, all are made alive. And that, uh, that yeah. all is conditioned on the elect. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, sure, uh, how many, how many, uh, how many pastors have you encountered that uh, out of the blue like this are uh, of free grace? They're very they're, they're not. Yeah, usually, if, you know, ninety percent of the time, if they deny original sin, mm. if they if they deny uh, unconditional election, you know, mm. and especially mm. if they 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 try to promote universal atonement. Then you know where they stand that they they oh, yes, do not yes. they do not believe in grace you know no no yeah. doubt but but in the course of your of your understanding of sovereign grace uh, all these years how how many have have mm-hmm. you met up with that that understand that and and don't flinch from that not very many well, brother not, very, not yeah, many it, it's very it's very um, scant yeah. Yeah, we had a pastor. We had a pastor at an OPC church in North Long Beach, and he studied under John Murray at Westminster. Wow! And, and they're supposed to be very grounded in the uh, historical um, Presbyterian view. Yeah, yeah. And and so he gave a message one Sunday, and he he asked the question. He said, "Am I saying that God picks and chooses who will go to heaven and who will go to hell?" And we're all waiting to see his answer. And and what he says is not at all. Oh words, wow! Yeah, and, and when he did that, about three of us turned and looked at each other, and that <laughs> that shows it shows right there, you know, the awareness that the saints have of a lie when it comes into their midst. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and we were right on it. You know, and, and but again, it's for politics. They don't want to offend anybody. You know, right, right. And they don't want to start. They don't don't want to start a discussion that they. They don't think we'll ever end. <laughs> was that Van Dyke? Yeah, no, that was that was. Um, no, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll get back to. You. I'll tell you who it is. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like a very familiar oh. situation that we had. We were uh-huh. visiting a Free Presbyterian church up in Lee Summit, Missouri, mm-hmm. and I had a discussion with the pastor mm-hmm. about the ninth chapter of Romans, and he said. You know, he mm. said, have you ever, we had visited several times his church, and mm. he said to me, have you ever thought about maybe going to a 
a church that is more into superlapsarian uh, position on reprobation. <laughs> he said, wow. have, you ever thought, have you ever about trying to find a, a church that, he goes, you know, we're more, we're more like Sprolian, you know, we, we believe that mm-hmm. God just passes people by. We don't believe that he is actively fitting them for destruction and so on. Yeah, you know? right, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, it, it's Dan Overdyne. Uh, Overdyne, that was it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Dan Overdyne. Well, who, which one ordained Chomp? It was Overdyne or, or Van Dyke? No, I think that was the one you mentioned. It, it, Van Dyke. It could have been Van Dyke, and it could be, yeah. yeah. Van Dyke, and it was Van Dyke, yeah. and yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have something else. I'll continue. Notice his servants now are playing the role. This is Naaman's servants as he's on his way back home. Yep. Notice his servants now are playing the role of the Holy Spirit, like Naomi directing Esther to her husband-to-be, Boaz. Uh-huh. Naaman's servants are convincing him of his foolishness and not submitting to something that he was willing to pay a fortune for that is absolutely uh-huh. free, no cost to him at all except an abasement of his pride. Mm. Okay. So he reluctantly goes back to do as the messenger instructed and as his servants counseled him. Naaman comes out of the water the seventh time and behold, his leprosy is gone. Imagine his joy like the Ethiopian after Philip baptized him. Naaman is a believer now. Look what he says to Elisha. Now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Sounds like Nebuchadnezzar after his awakening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he said, I, now I praise and extol and honor the, the king of heaven. Yeah, I, I believe Nebuchadnezzar was a safe man. I do, too. I, I do, do, too. Yeah. yeah. So Most Naaman wants don't. to... Yeah, I know. I've heard that. Naaman wants to give the man of God an offering for his healing, but Elisha refuses to take anything. It brings yeah. to mind what Jesus said, you have freely received, now freely give. The gospel is not for sale, as uh, Larry just said before. Tell that to our modern-day hucksters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you haven't sent your gift off to for the $54 million jet yet, Kevin. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, no. Nope. Well, you were talking about how these preachers can have their face on a screen on a stage and they they don't even have to be there they just they're there right. in the the picture of themselves you know but yeah. but they they think they have, they have they, you know why they have to go there cuz they want to be the ones to get the money they want to make sure the money is in their pockets <laughs> you know it's interesting uh in his in the latter part of his ministry Dr. Mm-hmm. Bill Bright but Dr. Bill Bright campus crusade for Christ um mm. You know, he had a video that he he put out all over the world, and it oh. had a it had a picture of the the Emmanuel Christ, you know, long haired Jesus, blue eyed Jesus, and mm. and they you had to accept that picture. You had to look at the video and say, "I accept you, Jesus, into my heart." He oh. wasn't even there. You know, shortly after he put that video out, he won the Templeton Award. Oh, oh, that's Templeton, awesome, Templeton, yeah. Templeton, by the way, Templeton uh-huh. is an absolute scoundrel. I won't go into all the thing on Templeton. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 
Dr. Bill Bright won a million dollar Templeton Award, and the wow. main reason he won the award was because he told all the Roman Catholics, he told the, the Pope and everything, mm-hmm. that he was he would he he would make a uh, affirmation that he would no longer proselyte Catholics; mm-hmm. that he believed they were Christians. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Just like Billy Graham. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, like this friend Ed we have. We have a friend Ed here in Long Beach. And he says that the Protestants were causing trouble. They were troublemakers in the Reformation. And, <laughs> and, and that they, they, they were they were causing trouble to the true church, which was they in Rome. They got burned. They were the yeah. ones that got burned for the majority of them. I know. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't know the reason for the Reformation. That's what's so important. It, it's the, it, it defines the gospel or not the gospel, you know. And so, yeah. uh, so we make a, deal, a big deal with him, and he thinks we're just nitpicking, you know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. What did he go he, on, that the Pope was the first, uh, Peter was the first Pope? Probably. Was, he, he has yeah, they go on that one, but Peter never went to Rome. So, right. you know. Now, Gary was talking to Ed once, and he said that our faith is a faith of Christ. It's from Christ. It's not our faith in Christ that saves us. It's we receive the faith from Christ, and then we have faith in him. And, 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 then, he's, and then, we, then we talked about the words in and of that's been changed from the King James and these modern translations. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, so, and so he just ridiculed us, saying, you guys are just crazy. You guys are trying to find every little word. and you know." But this is what the Holy Spirit does to us. He, he takes us in, like it says in Hebrews, those that eat meat are able to discern the, the good and the evil, you know, what's right and what's wrong. Well, if you, right. yeah, you're absolutely right, because if you read through the document put out by evangelicals and Catholics together, which Richard mm. Bennett, came adamantly against, it yeah. goes into that subject very specifically of the difference between imputed righteousness and imparted righteousness. Yes. And the whole yeah. the whole evangelical and Catholics together deal was merely mm. ecumenicalism. It was trying mm. to get everybody on this. And now they've even got a document recently. I got an mm. uh, uh, email from, from Richard Bennett they have a mm-hmm. new document now where even the Lutheran Church now has joined with Roman Catholic Church in mm-hmm. the gospel. In the gospel, supposedly. Oh, it's wow. Yeah, I mean, probably the Presbyterian Church will follow next, probably. Yeah, yeah I because, mean, because one of, the, some, one of the, the three people that really oppose evangelicals mm-hmm. and Catholics together Mm-hmm. Uh, were of course Richard Bennett and also R.C. Sproul uh, yeah. against it, as well mm-hmm. as uh, there was one other guy trying to think who it was. But how, they, about John they, yeah. how about John yeah, MacArthur? John, John, MacArthur John MacArthur, yeah. Yeah, yet, okay. But now it seems like, I mean, right at the end of his life, it seemed like R.C. Sproul was starting to... Uh, I heard a statement he made mm. as he at, at the, toward the end of his life, and he said, "You know, maybe I've had a lot of this wrong." He said, "Maybe the Catholics have something on us." 
Why couldn't uh-huh. we said that on national radio, you know? No, R.C. Sproul did? Yeah. Did he die? Yes, yes. Wow. Well, he recently died, and he said that about the Catholics? Yeah. Mm. Oh, error. Yeah. Wow. Well, it shows, uh, it, you know, God knows the hearts of it, but, you know, he, he taught a lot of truth. But, but He did, he did. He And yeah. for years, he was solid, very solid. And yeah. I, I hope sure. there was just. I just hope there was just a little Alzheimer's set in or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be fun, sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them like that, and then they kind of retract mm-hmm. in their nineties yeah. or whatever, and they, you know, I just kind of, I just kind of leave it to, uh, oh, what's that term I used to use in relation to like, uh, uh, I used to use it with camping because he kind of he kind of went off the deep end, but he was... Well, it kind, of, it kind of reminds me, my dad, my dad had uh, fallen on his head and had to have brain surgery, and he was in the hospital, and it was real critical surgery. They took a pint of blood off his head and everything, and wow. before, before all of this happened, you know, he was very clear in what he believed, and, and he, you know, and everything. Well, after mm-hmm. he came out out from under surgery and everything, I'm sure there was still a lot of swelling and everything. Mm-hmm. And we I, we walked into the hospital, and it would it didn't matter who came into his room. He would say, "Come on in, Saint. Come on in, Saint." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was he now? He, he How was called he now? absolute. He was called absolute reprobate saint. You know. Wow. <laughs> Right, right. But no, he he's he, he's got you know he's gotten back to normal now you know. Good. Right, right. Well, you know we have a coffee shop here in Long Beach. It's called Sinners and Saints. Oh. Sinners and Saints. So when when Gary and I go in there, we, we tell them the, the saints are here today. The saints are here now. That's, <laughs> but they're that's they're not funny because this morning, Mark and Rosette and myself went to. Mm-hmm. A state park, and you know what the name of the state park was? No. De- Devil's Den State Park. <laughs> oh, my Lord, yeah. Devil's Den, wow. Wow. Yeah. A beautiful, beautiful state park, but, you know, I hate the name of it, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have one, one more thing now <clears throat> to close this out. Now we have the sad state of Gehazi. He can't stand the idea of Naaman going home with all that wealth, especially knowing that Naaman wants to leave an offering, but Elijah won't take it. So he devises a way, he devises a way whereby he can get some of it, then lies yeah. to the man of God, who knows by a divine anointing everything Gehazi has planned in his covetous heart. Much like in Second Kings 6.12, it says, Elisha the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. You remember that verse? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what what we see here is much like with Ananias and Sapphira, who met with a swift judgment of God for lying to the Holy Spirit. Gehazi, yeah. now, Gehazi now is to receive the leprosy that was upon Naaman, not only him, but his family forever. Think of mm-hmm. it, some, some distant relative, of a distant offspring of Gehazi is alive today with leprosy. God truly does hate those to, that hate him to a thousand generations. Yeah. Wow. Those were my thoughts on that chapter, and I, 
I've enjoyed that chapter for for many years. Well, I've I, I've really enjoyed uh, hearing your doing the narrative on it. It's been very it's been a blessing, well, brother. Well, thank you. And thank you. Uh, I yeah. you brought up a lot of points I hadn't thought of. Uh, and I love I love the statement you said, and you know he he would not he would not go down seven times, so he still he still had his leprosy. You know, it's just, you yeah. know how many times how many times have we been disobedient to what God is telling us to do, and right. until God brings us to obedience, uh, mm-hmm. we still we still struggle with that prevailing sin. You know, yes. but what? But whenever we are obedient to to Christ, He delivers mm-hmm. us, and we're we're taken out of that bondage, you know. Yes. So well, you know, we we were raised. I mean, at least men in my generation, we were raised to be self sufficient, right? You know, dog eat dog, survival of the fittest, that kind of thing. And right. so it takes a, takes a while for us to let that go, and then just humbly submit ourselves to the will of God in our life. And and that's our dying. We die daily to that. Yeah, yeah and, and I've often, I, I'll try to be discreet about this, but, mm. you know, my, my father's a plumber, and, you know, they had this thing, and I won't say on the sermon audio, but it was mm. like, leap, leap tall buildings with your, you know, what? And, uh, you know, it's like you get behind a construction worker and they have the golf balls hanging down on the, on the trailer inch, you know, swinging yeah, around. Yeah. You know, uh, the whole attitude, the, you know, uh, machoism, you know. Sure, that's right, exactly, yeah. And and, and that, that's the, tat, the tattoos of today is, is all part of that. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying, trying to look see some of these bikers, you know, we have a lot of bikers up here. And mm. it's amazing because they'll, they'll wear those T-shirts up to show off their muscles with their little cigarettes mm-hmm. under their T-shirts, you know, trying yeah. to look, trying to play the part, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the world. We're not be not conformed to this world, you know, but be transformed. Well, listen, I want to I want to thank everybody, and I thank you, Kevin, for all your work on this. It was a blessing. Thank, uh, thank you. We've gone. Uh, uh, over a little over an hour now, and so I want well, actually we started a little bit early, but I want to thank you, and uh, I wanted to let everyone know that next Monday night, Mark Kennedy's come up with an excellent topic. Um, Mark, why don't you share with everyone the topic that we're going to be doing next Monday night? Oh yes, Monday night. I thought it would be good to look at what are the benefits of being a citizen of heaven as opposed to being a citizen of this cursed earth. You know, the citizen of heaven, we are not limited to the dictates of this world, and being a citizen of heaven is, is in contrast and in opposition to being a citizen of this cursed creation. So I suggested why don't we talk about what are the benefits of being a citizen of the heaven of the kingdom of heaven? Amen. I love it because, you know, especially with all this talk about, you know, God's going to set up this earthly kingdom down here and we're still going to be under the curse and there's people going to be going up to Jerusalem and be 
doing the animal sacrifices. I don't want to be a part of that. I well, want yeah, to be no. a part of that new Jerusalem coming down out of God out of heaven. Amen. Yeah. If they don't get it, they they just don't get it. You know, these hundred million Zionists are are backing them up. You know, and yeah, paying right. for all all these years of of, right. of Zionism and and the Rothschilds, mm-hmm. and that's what they want. And they they're just mm-hmm. they're just gonna. I mean, I read one commentary. It's a spit in the face of of Jesus being the final sacrifice, and all mm-hmm. the. All the all the prior sacrifices of of bulls and goats and whatever were 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 were, were just types and shadows of his ultimate sacrifice. There's no need. There, there's nothing in the Bible about a third temple. Either. That's right. And that Levi, they set up their. That was, by the way, that was very revealing. But I, I was aware of all this stuff, and and, and uh, sad to see it uh, encroaching so quickly. But. Uh, Thanks for sending those out because those led to other ones that were that were of benefit as well. Those little videos yeah. that you yeah. sent, Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, and I hope you all have a blessed evening and a continued blessed week. And we'll look forward to seeing you Saturday night. I haven't come up with a topic. I'm still open. So, Chris, if you have any ideas, or or Kevin or Mark, uh, just email me. Uh, I always like to take on new topics. You know, after being on Sermon Audio as long as we have, after a while, you know, it gets a little dusty because you keep talking about the same things over and over. So I'm looking for new material. So anyway, with that, I'm going to say goodnight to everybody. Does anybody have any final thoughts? Okay. I thank the Lord for those who are listening. Uh, yes, man. We had a good group. We had a good group tonight. Yeah, yeah. We had about seven, eight people on, and of course, a lot of people will hear this on Sermon Audio around the world. So, and it also yes. goes on my also goes on my Facebook, and that's yeah. about twenty two hundred people as well. So, that's God, wonderful. God will do what He wants to do with it, and He'll He'll open yes. the ears of those He wants to hear, and He'll close the ears of, the, of those that He doesn't want to hear. So. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank All right. You. With that, I'm gonna I'm gonna say good night, guys. Yeah. Good night, Chris. All right. Good night, everybody. Sure. Good night, Chris. Bye, Kevin.